0: What is up, everybody? Welcome into this Tuesday episode of Flippin' Bats, and this one is going to be a lot of fun. We got one up, one down coming, where Alex and I are both going to pick one team or player on the rise and one that is going in the opposite direction, as well as Honesty Hour. I like this one a lot today. I think everybody that enjoys baseball will as well, as well as Immaculate Grid, the game taking over the baseball world by storm. We got a fun new segment involving Immaculate Grid. We got fan questions coming up today. This one is going to be a blast. Let's get to it. Five ball Under the track. That's the wall. It's gone. Home run. Turns on a ball, deep right field and gone. What a game. What a moment. Happy Tuesday, everybody! This is the first of two episodes today. We got this one, obviously, and this week in Shohei Otani news coming up a little bit later in the day. I am joined, as always, by Alex Curry. Alex, how are we? How are you?
1: I'm doing fabulous. I've always I, I've wanted to ask you this for a while. Oh, are you a big Taco Tuesday guy? Because it's really big here in LA, and I never feel like I don't know. I,
0: are you I are you a big
1: Taco a, Tuesday guy? I. I love Taco Tuesday. Where's
0: this coming from? What made you think of this?
1: Taco Tuesday. Like I grew up with it in my house. It's huge around LA. I love tacos. And for some reason, I just, I don't know.
0: I love tacos. I've
1: never seen you eat a taco. You always get a burrito.
0: I love tacos and I love Tuesday. So I guess I (laughs) like Taco
1: Tuesdays. (laughs) There you have it. Um, Random thoughts that just pop in my head. Random thoughts
0: with Alex. That's for sure. Uh, Yeah. So it's Tuesday. We got two today. Tomorrow. We have one of the best pitchers in the world joining Zach gallon of the Arizona diamondbacks comes on tomorrow. And that was a really, really fun conversation. And, um, one thing <laughs> I'll, I'll just say this one thing when we, we started talking about, uh, him in the minor leagues for a second. And I, I he played in the same division I did at the same time. And I was like, do did we face each other? And he goes, Oh, by the way, I have a bone to pick with you. What'd you do? Well, you'll have to listen to the episode tomorrow. Ah,
1: what a tease. What a a (laughs) tease. Like teasing, (laughs) me not telling me, but also teasing teasing the the show to tune in and listen to it. (laughs) It
0: it really, it was a hysterical conversation, but also talking all about like how he uh, became the pitcher he has. And if you're a baseball fan at all, you will really, really enjoy hearing Zach Allen tomorrow. So that's going to be a lot of fun.
1: I'm excited for that. Thank. Also excited for Taco Tuesday tonight. Obviously, (laughs) I mentioned that off the top of the show. Yes. But let's get right into it. You mentioned it. We are getting back into a segment that we used to do all the time called One Up, One Down, meaning Ben and I are each going to talk about a player, a team, an organization, anyone within the baseball world that may be on the rise, and someone that's on the down. So let's start With the ups and Ben, who's your up?
0: My up this week is the Seattle Mariners. Mm. Um, Really good weekend series against the Orioles. Mm -hmm. Every single game there was competitive. The game Sunday ended up going into extras. That just felt like a playoff matchup. And you have the Orioles who are currently the number one team in the American league seating wise. And you have the Mariners who are not currently in a playoff spot, but it certainly felt like two playoff teams. Now, since July 1st, the Mariners have been on fire. July 1st, the Mariners were 39 and 42 and six games behind a playoff spot. Now they're sitting just one game back and they have the fourth easiest schedule remaining. So they have been on a tear. They went on that eight game winning streak. They've been playing really good baseball for a while and it's been because of their pitching. All I mean, all of it. Luis Castillo's the ace of a staff. We talked about uh, their pitching staff a good bit yesterday, but Luis Castillo, ace of a staff with a 3-1 ERA, Logan Gilbert coming off his best start of the year, George Kirby with a 3-1 ERA as well. This team is now clicking on all cylinders when it when they soft sold at the trade deadline. Mm. They weren't buyers, they were kind of sellers. I don't know if that's a I made it up. Soft sellers.
1: Soft sell. It's not a, yeah, it
0: makes sense. It's not a full go. It's not a hard go, It's soft, soft sell. And that's what they did. And I didn't really understand it because if anybody's been watching Mariners baseball for the last few years, you know, that come now, July, August, September, (laughs) they play their best baseball. Yeah. So Why be, why not buy an ad and and help the offense and pair them with a help Julio in the offense help. They have some good pieces, but certainly they could use another offensive bat or two and help that great pitching rotation. They've been playing really well. I didn't love the decision to not be buyers at the deadline, but uh, I do think they are not. I think they are one of the best. They're playing some of the best baseball right now in all of the league and the Mariners are my one up.
1: I like that. I think it really also turned around when they swept the Angels. Yeah. They they really gained some ground in the AL West there. And that's when everyone kind of took notice of, oh,
0: yep. Yeah, no, they're they're hot. Yep. It is Tuesday. So Alex's one up is going to be tacos. Let's hear. it. <laughs> hey,
1: <laughs> no, who's hey, your they one actually are. Who my one up is one of the other greatest teams in baseball right now. The Los Angeles Dodgers, they have been red hot in the month of August. It has been two weeks of greatness. They've only lost one game in the month of August. They are 12 and one. And the Dodgers, they always find ways to push it to another gear during the season, but they're making a statement right now. They are taking care of business, controlling their own destiny within the National League by winning. But they've also been one of the top offenses this month. They're ranked top three in batting average, OPB, OPS, runs per game, runs, extra base hits, walks, batting average with runners in scoring position. Their superstars are playing like rock stars. That was a lot. I, I know. I just kind of. That was great. <laughs>
0: <Is> that <good? laughs> I don't even know what you there. said, but it sounds like they're doing great. Thank you. Top three <laughs> in
1: all those stats. Like Freddie Freeman. Obviously, we've been talking about him a ton this season. He's having an MVP caliber season, but he's been great. Mookie Betts has been great. Uh, James Outman has been playing awesome. But I think a huge point of all of this as well is all the players that they acquired at the trade deadline have been making a legitimate impact. You have Ahmed Rosario has been playing solid defense. Kike Hernandez has made an impact as like that super utility man. Ryan Yarbrough, Joe Kelly have been great. And Lance Lynn, possibly the most, important addition that the Dodgers picked up has had three consecutive solid starts since joining the Dodgers. He's three 0 with a two ERA now with Julio Urias back, having probably his best outing of the season on Sunday, tying his uh, matching career high 12 strikeouts there. He's starting to look like an ace again. You got Kershaw supposedly returning on Thursday. Their pitching staff is starting to.
0: He's back. He pitched the he's other back. day. He did so, great. Yeah, that's
1: what I meant. Yeah, he's back. So, their pitching staff, which was always kind of the
0: Achilles heel. Yeah.
1: The worry of the team is now looking like a strong part of the team. And yeah. the Dodgers are red hot.
0: They, uh, the veterans that they added as well. You mentioned them, Yarby, Ryan Yarbrough, my yeah. college teammate, they acquired him. He threw like five great innings yeah. in relief the other day. Um, they did, they definitely added some vets. And and certainly bolstered down their rotation. And not just adding in in terms of a trade. Obviously they got Lance Lynn, but adding Kershaw back to the rotation. Yeah. Julio getting more and more starts under his belt after his injury. And by the way, let's not count out Walker Bueller on this season. He hasn't pitched True. all year, but word on the street is that he's a uh, hoping to come back before the playoffs. So that would just help them even more. I still think they have some bullpen issues, but the starting rotation, the offense is killing it. And yesterday they got a big bump up in the power rankings. So mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Ooh, yeah. All right. Now we're going to move in the opposite direction.
0: All right. My one down. down. This brings me no joy, Mm-mm. no joy. In fact, it's sad. So sad. My face is turning red. Mm-hmm. It's the reds. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, Keep going. <laughs> How's that
0: transition, Queen over there? How's that for not you? Not bad. Not bad. The not Reds bad. are uh, now they're sixty-one and fifty-eight. They're again. They're out of a wild card spot currently. Four games out of a out of a division lead, and then they're in third place. Let's flash back to just two weeks ago, August first. The Reds were fifty-nine and fifty, and in first place in the NL Central. Two weeks later. Since then, they have gone two and eight and they are not even in a playoff spot. They are in third place in the division. And a lot of that has to do with the pitching. Uh, the pitching, the team ERA has been brutal since the trade deadline, since they, side note, added nothing at the trade deadline to help their team. All right. um, the offense, when, when the pitching is OK, the offense isn't doing enough. It's just, look, this is a success of a season for the Reds. They've been great. It's been fun to watch the Reds all year long. The future is very bright. All of that can be true while also saying they are my one down right now because I am frustrated that they are falling further and further away from a playoff spot. So my one down is the Reds. What about you?
1: My one down. Is that what you asked me?
0: Did I say your one up? No, I, well, yeah, I asked what you were down. down.
1: I didn't hear you. So I was just assuming that's what you said. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to make sure before I went right into it. Um, My one down also doesn't bring me any joy. I never like talking bad about this team. They have a huge piece of my heart, but my one down are the angels. This was supposed to be their big push. Once they decided to not be sellers, keep Shohei Otani, be buyers at the deadline and make that push For the playoffs. And it has been, quite honestly, the exact opposite of what exactly this team needed to do to try to be in a position to get to a wild card spot. They lost seven in a row in August. They've only won one series this month. They are falling further and further behind in the wildcard race. And the only way you're going to have a chance to keep the best player in the game, Shohei Otani, once he becomes a free agent at the end of the season, is to get into a wildcard spot and Right now, it is not looking very great. I mean, we've seen Shohei Otani get pulled out of multiple games with cramps. His body is exhausted. He is missing his start tonight because of arm fatigue, not because of injury. That's very important to understand. He is just tired. We have heard him in the past say he needs a day off, but he doesn't feel like he can take a day off. And now his body is forcing him to take a day off. They still don't have Mike Trout back. The latest report was on August 7th. He progressed to swings off soft toss, but without Trout in the lineup, Shohei doesn't have protection and you don't have your second superstar in this team is not going to win without their second superstar. So they can't get Mike Trout back fast enough and they need to turn things around like tonight right now if they want a chance at any shot at a wild card spot.
0: Yeah, I agree. I'm going to be honest. They stink right now. Oh, yeah. I'll take care of the transitions today, Alex, because I'm going to be honest. It's on to honesty hour. Let's all hop in the trust tree where we get to be honest about anything we want. And today I need to be honest about hitting a baseball. All right. Hitting a baseball is the hardest thing to do in all of sports. Okay. And this isn't just coming out of nowhere. I am referencing a Joey Votto tweet that he sent out over the weekend that regarded this situation saying you get an, it was a hypothetical question to the world. You get an entire year of major league plate appearances, approximately 650 at bats. How many hits do you get? How many walks do you get? And how many hit by pitches do you get? You forgot the gulp. He did say how many gulp Gulp. hit by pitches (laughs) do you get? So Obviously this question blew up a lot of fans, a lot of people in the comments saying, yeah, hitting's hard. I, you know, I'd probably hit 0.050 on the year. I'd probably do this. I'd probably do that. And the conversation that I want to make sure people know is just how hard hitting a baseball that's going 95, a hundred miles an hour is. And I do think a lot of people understand there were plenty of comments of people saying, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get a hit. I, I, I'm not hitting 95, 100 mile an hour with off speed. I'm, I'm just not. One important part to this entire conversation is there is a very, there is a major league defense out there that is preventing you from getting hits as they normally would. But let's be honest about hitting a baseball. This will end the conversation of the hardest thing to do in sports. Okay, let's talk science behind this. I'm ready. Let's talk science. Okay. You have 50 milliseconds to decide to check your swing or not. Okay, but after that point. You've committed too much. You won't be able to check your swing. You're hitting a round ball with a round bat. And the point is to squarely hit the ball with a round ball, round bat coming 95, hundred miles an hour at you failing seven out of 10 times over the course of an entire career for a major league baseball player means that you are a hall of famer. You are one of the best to ever do it. If you are failing 70% of the time now you have less than 0.25 seconds to see the pitch, less than a quarter of a second, and this is on a 90 mile an hour fastball. These are always these are the numbers that we talked about in the Tigers organization when you, you really want to talk about it. We would have these conversations and it would get to the point where you're having to control your breathing and your blinking at the plate. Mm-hmm. Okay. But we know these numbers less than a quarter of a second to see the pitch. You have to judge the speed and location. You have to decide what to do. And then you have to swing. So on a 90 mile an hour fastball, you have 400 milliseconds. Okay. 400 milliseconds from release to the plate. The first 100 milliseconds are used for the batter's eye to see the ball and send an image to the brain. The next 75 milliseconds are for the brain to gauge speed and location. The next 50 milliseconds are more to decide if you're going to swing or not. And then the 165 remaining milliseconds is where the brain signals the swing to begin. If it's as little as seven milliseconds early or late, that will be a foul ball and the ball won't even be put into play. So finally, a famous physicist named Robert Adair once dubbed hitting a 95 mile an hour fastball. Simply impossible. It is a superhuman feat. So, to the minority that I would say answered this question, saying, I, "I'd be able, to, I'd be fine. I, I could hit, I could hit .050. I, I could get, a, I could get hits." To think that the average and I'm talking about the average here, not people that are that are better than average at baseball, whatever you believe that might be, but the average person ain't hitting a baseball. It's the hardest thing to do in sports. And this question caused quite the stir on social media. It was fascinating. I actually answered the question myself. I played professional baseball, right? Played it for five years, career minor leaguer, never made it to the big leagues. I said, if I got a full season of a hundred or 650 at bats right now, as a washed up former pro, I'd hit a, I could hit a hundred, about a hundred is my guess. So people that are, washed up former, uh, washed up former <laughs> athlete hung him up a while ago. Okay, never actually made a, a full. Regardless, we can okay. talk about this. Yep, hitting a baseball is the hardest thing to do in sports. And Joey Votto brought about a fantastic question that led me to realizing that I think a lot of people out there don't quite realize what it's like seeing a hundred mile an hour fastball, and they think because they hit maybe. 300 in high school that they'd be able to get a couple of hits in the big leagues.
1: So it's the hardest thing in sports, right? That's the conversation. We think it's the hardest thing in sports, harder than catching an NFL pass with a bunch of defensive players on you. Maybe a quarterback throwing a pass with all these linemen coming at you harder than stopping a penalty kick, harder than hitting a three point shot penalty kick. I
0: think is different because the odds are like, that's a, I'm I'm just trying
1: to, I'm just saying, I'm just trying to list things that like people could compare it to.
0: Absolutely. And I, I, I think by and large, we can put this question out there. I think it's been asked yeah. a million times in life, but I think by and large, you ask everybody around sports, the hardest thing to do in sports. And I, I think the majority of people are I'll in consensus. I'm curious. Yeah. Are, are in consensus to say it's hitting a baseball. It just like scientifically it's just not, doesn't make sense to do. So yeah. it, this just brought up an interesting, it's a, it's a fun hypothetical.
1: It is, especially since baseball's a game of failures, as you mentioned. You're yeah. doing great when you're hitting it 30% of the you point at me when you said
0: baseball's about failures? You pointed right at me. Baseball's <laughs> about failures. Look at that guy. <laughs> you said you were the What a failure. Athlete. He's sitting right next to me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, I was pointing at you because you mentioned that it's. No, baseball is a game, yeah, it's a, it's a game of failure. Yeah, you're doing great when you're hitting 30%. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy.
0: It is. It is very difficult. And I think most people understand, but I wanted to address The situation and the, the minority of people that are like, I could hit at least 200 in the big leagues. I could, I could 650 at bats. I'm getting a hundred, two, I'm getting a hundred hits. Come on. I come on. (laughs) I'm in the box, like having to time my blinking and I'm having to breathe at the right time. We're doing breathing and blinking uh, practicing. We're practicing our breathing and blinking in tigers camp. And the, you know, don't get me fired up. I got myself fired up. You Alex fire got me that. fired up by calling me a loser. What did you call, call you Failure. A, I know I did. That. Failure.
1: You are taking things out of context. You are making up scenarios in your own head. Well, that
0: doesn't sound like me at all. <laughs> and that does not Next week on Honesty you Hour, we were we'll talk about my mentals and my <laughs> mind. <laughs> that does it for this Honesty Hour. We are on to
1: Immaculate Grid. New game. All right, so the new game that we're going to try here on Flip and Bats is called Immaculate Grid. Now, this is actually a real-life game that's taken over the baseball world. I have watched Ben freak out daily <laughs> trying to get these right, so we want to figure out a way to incorporate it into Flip and Bats. So, Ben, I'm going to let you take it away and explain your favorite game.
0: I am excited about the way that we figured out how to incorporate it, which I'll explain in a second. But first, let me explain Immaculate Grid to those that do not know. It is a game that, yes, has taken over the baseball world By storm, it is a three by three square. So there are nine small squares within one large square. So basically nine different areas for you to guess a player, current or former player, that matches up with that square. So there's three vertical rows, three horizontal rows. And for example, I I do not know today's, for example, it could have the Atlanta Braves on one horizontal square, and the and the New York Yankees on another horizontal square. And if whatever that square matches up, you have to figure out a player, past or present, that has played for both teams. Now there are a lot of teams involved. There are also accolades sometimes. Like okay. Who uh, this player hit 300 for this team? And you, we'll, we'll it'll be trial by error here. You'll figure it out yeah. as I'm going through it. But for the show, what we want to do is we're gonna have nine. I'm gonna have 90 seconds. Now, normally when I do this game, and Alex referenced that, I normally freak out. It's because you want to, the goal for me is to get the lowest percentage, right? Like, everybody knows that, you know, certain player Albert Pujols played for the Angels and the Cardinals. But sometimes your Immaculate score is lower if you get a much lesser known player. I'm not going to do that here because we're doing it a little different. There's going to be 90 seconds. I'm going to try and get as many as I can, and we're going to do this often on flipping bats. Am I going to get all nine in 90 seconds? No. Maybe one day I will, but that's kind of the fun of it. So we're going to do it here, and I'm just going to say the most common name that pops into my head, and we're going to see how many I can get.
1: All right. So do we think Ben can get nine players in 90 (laughs) seconds? Are we ready? I'm ready. Let's put the timer up. We got 90 seconds on the board, and let's get the Immaculate Grid up on the screen. Ben, it's go time.
0: All right. Here we go. All right, Tigers are in here. Tigers is a good thing. So Tigers, Royals for me. Let's go. Um, let's go, Omar and Fonte. Uh, Tiger Royals. Ti- I do great with Tigers. This is good. Omar and Fonte there. Okay, Tigers, Tigers right. Dodgers. We're gonna go J.D. Martinez. Uh, that's definitely right. Okay. Uh, also correct. Tigers that hit 300 plus in a season. Um, one of my best friends hit over 300 in a season for the Tigers, John Hicks. We just talked about him the other day. He just retired. One John minute. Hicks. Okay. That's the correct. Got the whole Tigers row. Okay. Ain't, let's go up top. Angels, Angels, Royals. Angels, Royals. Angels, Royals. Uh, Bo Jackson. Okay. Angels, Angels, Dodgers. Let's go. Albert Pujols.
1: That's 35 right. seconds Okay. 35 Angels seconds.
0: 300 plus season Mike Trout That's
1: uh,
0: right Brewers Brewers Royals Jesus I'm gonna pass uh, Brewers Dodgers Brewers Dodgers 20 seconds um, Brewers Dodgers um, Oh a guy I was drafted with uh, Corey Knable Corey Knable Yes Yeah
1: that's right Seven seconds.
0: 300 plus season. Uh, uh, um, Christian Yelich. Christian Yelich.
1: That's right. I feel
0: really good about that. He
1: got eight of nine.
0: Eight Eight of of nine nine nine. in 90 seconds. Wow. What a start.
1: Do you want a final guess? Just off, like, not Uh, in the game, but like, do you want to see if you get it? This This doesn't count, but.
0: Do you know it? Brewers. Brewers, Royals. I would probably, yeah. I mean, there's names that eventually come to mind. Lorenzo um, Kane, Zach Greinke, uh, Scott Podsednik would be a good one here. I think.
1: Yeah, that, that works.
0: Oh, he's putting Podsednik in there. There it is. <laughs> Rarity score 148. It, I feel really good about that. First one live on the yeah. show, getting that was eight epic. of nine. But the ti- the Tigers are kind of a cheat code for me. Just, yeah. Nah. Obviously. And like Corey Canable was, I got drafted with him in the Tigers, So I followed his career. Okay. Um,
1: that was fun. Yeah. Good job. I
0: feel good about that. You Eight should feel good
1: about it. Let's Great. keep the vibes high. And uh, we're going to do some fan questions. Okay. Before we wrap things up, we got some fun ones here for you. So let's get to our first fan question, which comes from Jay Hernandez. Hey Ben, do you think there'll be a time when all major league baseball teams decide to install retractable roof to their stadium and do you think they should?
0: I'm passionate about this. Okay. Very passionate. Okay. No. What? In all in all sports. Not all sports. Basketball's inside. But football like I don't like retractable. I love seeing games at Lambo where there's yeah. snow on the field. It's pouring down snow. Okay. Like games, baseball, football, soccer, sports in general. Keep don't put roofs on everything. There's some I understand. You know like the Rangers, the Astros, you can't be, the, all the Florida teams, you can't be playing outside in 110 degrees. Though my minor league team that I played in the minors for years in Florida, that didn't have a roof and I almost died in the heat. Um, but I mean, there's some I understand. But like, God, there's something about like October baseball when it's cold outside and.
1: But that's why it's ah, retractable. It's so I think, I do think that if you're building a new stadium and you're in a place. Where you have a lot of weather, whether it's rain, lightning, extreme heat. I think it's important to have the retractable roof just in case. Get a weather day and you have to cancel a game. Then we wouldn't have all these delayed games, cancel games, double headers, back to back because of the weather. Like if you have the opportunity, you are building a new stadium. Yes. Put it in as an option. So when and if that time comes, you can still play the game.
0: By the way, as a player, loved play rainouts. Loved them. You live for them. Get you an extra day off. Great. Also, them. retractable, but like, yeah, we would never get a snow game. It's not like they'd be like, oh, it's snowing today. Let's open up the roof. No, like you, no more elements. That's it's what makes it like October baseball. They they'd close it to make the temperature perfect inside. Like there's no like October 30th or October 31st. It's Halloween night. It's game three of the World Series. it was it's so freezing hot in Houston? Outside. It was
1: so hot in Houston for the Well, World Houston's Series. a different story. It was horrible. Which is why I think. It was horrible. Yes,
0: it was hot. But my point, <laughs> I'm passionate about this. I love sports outside. Yeah. Love if them. If you
1: can, and you can play a game in the elements, yes, keep it outside. But if there's lightning, if there's rain, and it's going to rain out in certain sports like baseball where you can't play when it's super rainy, right. have the retractable roof. If you're building a new stadium and you have that option.
0: So let me ask you this. If the Green Bay Packers went and built a new stadium or put a retractable roof on theirs, if it were snowing.
1: They won't because you play. Football, you play in the rain and snow. Is, you're not going to get like.
0: So you don't think in football anywhere, anywhere should. You're fine. No,
1: yeah. Football's fine. That's different. They play. You play through the elements. But in a it, game where your game gets canceled because of the elements. Yes, you should have a retractable roof.
0: So in baseball in October, if it's in. Let's go back to Detroit. Spent a lot of World Series games in Detroit. It's freezing, but that feels like part of it. If there's a roof on the stadium, you can play in the cold, but they would close the roof and make it 70 degrees inside.
1: Uh Uh-huh. All right. Let's move on (laughs) to our next fan question. This one comes from Matthew. Will the Braves passing on starting pitching at the deadline keep them from winning the World Series this year? I
0: don't think so. I I think... They passed on starting pitching, knowing what was coming, Yeah, you know, like getting Max Freed back, getting Kyle Wright back. They basically added pitchers at the deadline without having to trade away their minor leaguers and their talent to do so. I, I don't think that hinders them at all. I think they stayed the course with the way the organization is going, acquiring your players, locking them up young, long term, believing in them. And we see what that's turned out to onto the field. Uh, I don't think they've done any any harm towards their chances. I, You know, like, bullpen might get a little iffy in front of Iglesias sometimes, but starting pitcher-wise, I think they're fine. I think they're fine. Yeah. All I right, mean, we got- that rotation in the playoffs, Strider, Freed, yeah. Kyle Wright. Insane. Charlie Insane. Morton, so good.
1: Oh, yeah. It'll be fun. Got one more question. Okay. Yeah. You ready? This one comes from Savannah. Mariners-Orioles, best dream playoff matchup? Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs>
0: That would be a great playoff matchup, but I can't say that that's the like. Yeah, in my head, this is just in my head yeah. thinking out loud here. Some playoff matchups that I think would be a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, Braves Dodgers yeah. would be a great There's one.
1: History, recent history there. Um,
0: Mariners Orioles certainly good. Astros Rangers great. Astros Orioles would be fun. Um, I mean, I think I think even like that NL East matchup, Phillies Braves would be a fun like. Playoff rematch again. We got it. We got it recently when um, Reese Hoskins hit that homer off Spencer Strider and spiked his bat. I mean, yeah, dream matchup. I have lots of dreams, so I'll give you lots of dream matchups. Yeah, I know but the do. playoffs are good. God, this time of year is so much fun. Playoff push. We can talk playoff baseball. We're gonna be at the playoffs. Whatever the matchup is in the American League side of things during the ALCS, we'll be at that one. We'll be at the World Series. Woo. We got a lot of fun stuff coming.
1: We're going to have a lot of fun stuff.
0: We're going to have a lot of fun
1: stuff. This was a great show.
0: Yep. Good Very work, good. Ben.
1: Now, before we go, I know we have all been heartbroken and devastated watching the destruction that happened in Maui through the wildfires. And there are a lot of ways that you can help and donate. But one of those ways is through the Red Cross. Your donation enables the Red Cross to prepare for, respond to, and help people recover from these disasters. So you can go to redcross.org. Slash Fox Forward to help.
0: Photos have been heartbreaking. Oh, it's,
1: it's gnarly. I mean, yeah. we have so much family and friends that live over on all the different islands around Hawaii. I've been reaching out to them, asking different ways to help. And there are so many. Any little bit helps.
0: There are so many ways. One of those ways. Yeah. being Redcross.org yes. slash Fox Yes. So, uh, yeah, for sure. Alex, that was... You said... Good work from me today. Good work from you today. You did great. We did great. Taco Tuesday, everyone. (laughs) That does it for this first Tuesday episode. Remember, there is another one coming out if you want to listen this week in Shohei Otani news. And tomorrow, Wednesday, Zach Gallen joins. And boy, did he have some beef with me. It also involved Randy Rosarena, by the way. It's quite the story. You will hear it tomorrow. For this first Tuesday episode, that does it. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to your podcast. Apple, Spotify, wherever you're listening. Subscribe, follow, whatever. We're also on all social media, including YouTube, where you can watch every single thing we do at Flippin' Bats Pod everywhere. That does it for this one. Until next time, my friends.